We live? We live? Episode one, Sam Fouch Show. I'm here with Dan Root. Dan, how you doing today? Hey, doing great. Glad to be here. Um, before we get into it, I want to explain. Most people don't know what the Sam Fouch Show is all about. It's, uh, it's not the process. I'm not interviewing my dad, any, any uh, people I find on the streets. I'm uh, strictly niching it down, real estate agents, investors, and once in a while, I do want to do some Zoom with um, a couple goals would be like Mark Cuban, some entrepreneurs, far out, far out. But let's get into it. Dan here. Dan, give me a briefing. What, what, what are you up to? What, where you started? What do you, what do you got? Uh, so I started in the residential world about two years ago. I got my license my sophomore year of college. Gotcha. Uh, worked with mostly out-of-state investors. They're flipping houses, uh, burying houses things of that nature. And then recently this summer, I just got it into commercial real estate Really, with Lean Associates. Yeah. So I'm uh, doing multifamily and then I'm working closely with a broker up in Chicago. Wow. Okay. Well, first off, you, you said about four terms. I don't know if my sister's watching some goofball friend of mine that's watching. What were those terms? Let's start with Burr. What does Burr mean So for Burr, people who don't know? Yeah. So a Burr is a buy, yep. rehab, yep. rent, and refinance. So yep. basically you put money into a house and then once you rehab it, the upgraded appraisal value, gotcha. you dump it back into another house. So instead of having to have another 10, 15, 20K to put down, you're using that money out of your refinance to put it down. Wow. And then what were the other terms you used? There's a couple other. Multifamily. What's multifamily, multifamily? Yeah, so multifamily is just... Uh, Sorry, I want to break this down. Yeah, no, no, this you're is, good. I know, I mean, if I didn't ever, if I watched the podcast and didn't know anything about real estate, I would not know all four of those terms you just introduced. Yeah, yeah. So multifamily is pretty much just anything over one unit. It's not a single family house, but I'm specifically focused on commercial multifamily. So gotcha. things that are five units plus. And really right now we're pretty much targeting things that are going to be over 100 units. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, and you're, how old? 22. 22. If anybody wants to know, he's 22, my same age. He's doing commercial real estate. That's so let's, I, we, that was our little intro of Dan. Now let's break it down. So we were talking before, actually, Dan and I went to the same summer camp, which is, he doesn't remember. He's kind of a jerk. Oh, okay, no, I'm just okay. kidding. I'm just kidding. But we, we did, which was nuts. We didn't know that. We're uh, both, I'm a training to be a real estate agent. He obviously, as you just heard his spiel. But um, let's start in high school, Dan. So what were some of your, I imagine you had some entrepreneur type ventures. What were, give me a kind of briefing of those. Yeah, so I actually got started in a flipping cars. So I'm on like flipping car, cars. Yeah, I'm on like wow. car number 17 right now. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, it really started by accident. My first, uh, my first car, the engine blew up like two months in. Wow. Yeah, 1991 Mazda RX-7. But yeah, I got to do something here. Blew it, and then I ended up selling it for the same price that I had bought it for. So, with so you blow, broke, broke. Yeah, with a blown motor. So oh, like, huh, wow. This isn't, this isn't too hard. Okay. So just like, sorry, I keep interrupting you. No. But so. Did you just sell it to one of your friends, or who? How did you make no. that sale? So it, I actually got it on Craigslist, and okay. I had done like some upgrades to it. Like I put like racing seats in it, or whatever, some small stuff. So I mean, I had five hundred bucks into it, but five hundred bucks for a Versus, blown motor, dude. I mean, motor's like what three three grand? Oh yeah, three to been, five. Yeah. So technically, in essence, you bought three five Gs. Hope kind of yeah, kind of uh, yeah without paying it. Yeah, exactly. So and then I bought another car, decided I didn't like it, and just. It went from there, yeah. Really? Just yeah. kept... Done. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I want a new car. Wow. And just get me a new stuff. Yeah, it's, it's fun, though. Did you 
make a profit every time or do you lose on some break even on some? um yeah i so i lost obviously i technically i lost my first one a couple hundred bucks but no not technically you had a blown motor and what then do you mean? yeah you were up the, on that and then the only other car i lost money on was the only car i bought from a dealership so wow. oh of course I mean, yeah, we could have so called I'm, that yeah i got home and the motor was smoking out yeah i was not happy that's crazy 17 cars so okay so let's what were you probably senior in high school what was that the full four-year thing or um, yeah, I think I stopped flipping my freshman year of college and then I pretty much. So, okay. So let's start. Cause this is my main question. How did you even think, dude, I want to sell houses. Like how did that thought even come to your head? Um, so it was a friend of my mom's had known that I was flipping cars and he was like, Hey, you can flip cars. Why don't you sell, you sell real estate? Real estate. Yeah. Wow. That's and, where, yeah. Cause I sell for my dad, sell window tent and that's kind of where, but keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it just seemed like the next natural step. I always like real estate, you know, the HDTV. Yeah, like, yeah. Kinda just got kind of basic stuff. And so I kind of got into it like that. Like I said, started Simple out. Simple as that? Nothing? Like no family were doing it? Like no one you knew close? Like No, no. It was like a friend wow, of a friend. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's like one of those fate types, you know? Like that's just, to me, luck. But the luck probably came from you selling to me. I don't know. That's yeah, I think that selling just selling. All that, you know yeah, I mean? selling, yeah. selling. It can yeah. escalate to higher levels always. That's yeah, how exactly. I always look at it. That's nuts. Okay, so let's go from there. So you wanted to sell real You're in college, freshman year, right? Yep. And then did you just start taking the course, or what was your next thing of action? So I started out with the football scholarship. I tore my ACL again in spring ball, and then that's when that person that came to me and said, hey, get in real estate. Because you weren't playing football. Yeah. Gotcha. And so uh, that summer, I mean, it was two months, I did all my real estate school, which I'm going to give you a whole year to do. I did it in two months. Yep. A month later, a uh, month and a half later, technically, passed the test. Yeah. Failed it the first time, got yeah. it the second time. Wow. And then so I got into residential, uh, got onto bigger pockets, which if you want to get into You real got estate, on bigger pockets? Yeah, if I'm gonna recommend anything to anybody, if you crazy. like real estate, get on bigger pockets. How did you get oh oh I was thinking like you were on a podcast. No, 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 I wasn't on a podcast. <laughs> you just got no, an account no, no. on bigger yeah, pockets. Yeah, yeah. So I found my first couple clients through bigger pockets and uh, like on the forums or yep, on the forums. Uh, okay, let's stop right there. Let's break that down a little bit because that's so you actually converted business selling houses on bigger pockets forums. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's going to be a piece of content right there because that is insane. So what did you do? Like you literally got on posted, hey, I'm Dan Root. I'm- so I, I set up filters and anytime somebody posted Indianapolis or Indiana, Dude, I, I need to a, take notes. I got a notification. We're going to run that. Keep and going. And so people would just like ask questions, and then they'd be like, oh, what's a good area in Indianapolis? And yeah. so I would just try to add value, and then I would wow. slide, into the, I'd slide into the DMs. After you provided some little bit of yeah, value. Yeah, it's a little bit of value. On the forums, right? Yeah, That's yeah. what we're talking about? Yeah, so I, I slid into the DMs from there, and then I got my first client. Yeah, let's then, break down the first one you actually, was it a buyer or a seller? Buyer. Buyer, buyer. okay. Yep. Wow, this is nuts. Bigger Pockets Forums, dude. Congrats, yeah. man. That's nuts. And That's a digital agent nobody talks about. Yeah, 100%. Oh, bro, you can't get into real estate. It's all dying. It's it, Everything's on Zillow, all this stuff. And then you hear that, like, yeah, I sent a DM. I sold a, I'm not going to say any numbers, but you can make some money on a commission check. Let's say that at the least, yeah, you yeah. know? And you did that with literally, what, a 12-word message, yeah, simple. more or less? Simple, yeah. What, what other time? Okay, so let's say you sent the message and then, I imagine you had a, a list of other messages, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'd say, I mean, I obviously, it wasn't like my only person I'd reached out to. Of course, of course, but, but, but still. But yeah, so I, I converted that, um, got some good reviews, had another person from Bigger Pockets reach out. Wow. Um, Are they from Indy, the first client? Or these uh, people? Almost, actually, every single person I've worked with is out of California. <laughs> so you're... So, <laughs> yeah, I had, I had people that had no how, how, no clue how, I was in college, no clue I nothing. was this young of a kid. Dan Root, 30 and, years in the business. Uh, 
And so and they, you know, they're sending me, you know. So you converted a buyer's in Cal- Cali? How do yeah, you, how do, you yeah. do that? And, and these people, like, they never even saw the houses before they bought them. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, it's, and I will wow. say, like, I've, I, I appreciate my clients, like, that I met in bigger pockets. They were Talk about trust. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my exactly. goodness. And they're not even from Indiana. So how do you do that? How, how do you... How do you take pictures? So it's a buyer, so you're showing them properties, right? Yeah. So wait, so they were buying properties in Indiana? Yep. Okay. So yep. that makes a I was thinking you were like doing like properties in Cali. No, 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 no. So you'd go and basically find houses that fit their criteria, yep. send them the pictures, whatever, say yep. this is what they're wanting, and then you negotiate it, and then you convert it. Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. Wow. Go in there, you know, take videos, send them comps, show them this is what it could rent for, this is what uh, it could rent for after a rehab. That's insane, dude. That is, and yeah, just converted leads, and and I will say that I, I'm very appreciative of my clients because they, yeah, you know, I mean, they, it took a lot of trust. So. Yeah, and especially your first couple times, like, so I should ask this because this is kind of just stuff for myself within your brokerage because this has always been my biggest fear in my head is like, say I'm in your situation, I do find someone in bigger pockets. How do you know how to speak the language or deal with the paperwork or what to say when you haven't done it? How did you do that? Um, I can give you the right answer. I give you the honest answer, and the honest answer. I want the is honest answer. Fake it till you make it. Fake right? it till you make it. And and, so I, and I don't want to just. And say when you like say I, that, you say you had confidence when you weren't that guy. Yeah, and which so, is that's not fake it till you make it. That's just putting on a face of I'm serious. I I you know. Yeah. It's not really. You're not out here acting like you're a billionaire trying to do no, it. No, no, but I see what you're going at. Having confidence when you may not have all that confidence. Yeah, and like so they'd ask me a question I didn't know, and I'd be like. That's you know that's a really great question. I don't want, I don't want to tell you some. Let me get to my broker and Smart. I'll let you. And so I'd call See, that's not that's. Yeah, I'd be calling him all hours. That's what I was gonna ask. So yeah. you were constantly communing with your. So you do yeah. have a broker that's very well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Offering those things. Yeah, yeah. He was great to me. I definitely appreciate where I started at. Wow. Bigger pockets forums. Okay. Well, let's veer from that. So what other let's tidbit of some type of content. What kind of marketing. Elsewhere, did you do besides bigger pockets to convert some more of your sales in the in the beginning? Um, so I did some Instagram ads. Okay. Um, some basic mailers, really just cold calling. Cold calling. Yeah. What's I, your favorite? What's your biggest one? I hundred percent would much rather do something like bigger pockets, where once they reach back out to me, I yeah. know that it's not it's not a cold call. You know what I mean? It's, Fact, a, yeah. it's a warm call. You have that yeah, rapport. Exactly. You have the trust. Yeah. Exactly. Et cetera. Et cetera. And so, I mean, like my third client, it was just. Um, came through a recommendation of the second house that I sold. Really? So referrals. Yep. Yeah. And just, I mean, really just kind of treating people right. Exactly. If you give people the time, and I think a lot of these bigger brokers, they don't have time to be going around and looking for investment houses for some of these clients where that's something that I had on my side. I had time on my side. Time Even though I was, still, I was still in college, obviously. So you were doing all this during school? Yeah. I mean, I'd be walking out of class, you know, calling people. So I mean, it, it was a fun little gig. So that's crazy, yep. dude! Wow, in school, I'm th- I'm just I'm. This is all stuff that I've told myself prior to this podcast. That I, first off, we'll get to commercial. I thought I'd be a commercial broker when I'm like 26. He's 22 doing it, selling converting houses during. So, but let me ask you this: Were you working a day job while in, or like how? Were you strictly real estate, like your time's blockchain real estate school, or how did you do that? No, so I, unfortunately, I didn't have, you know, that kind of comfort, so I had, uh, I, I'd always just kind of done, like, labor jobs, and I never <laughs> had, like, a legitimate job. It was wow. always, like, three or four people yeah, yeah. that, they, you know, they'd pay me 15, 16 oh, yeah. an hour and uh-huh. just, you know, go do the yeah, yeah. go do this or that, so... 
I but did. you were working and doing. So how many hours were you giving to real estate? Because there are startup costs to getting into the game. Yeah, and so and that's what I, that's always been my other yeah. tiff is. And my grandpa's actually he's like Sam, you know. Do you want to put your because all you have per day is a certain amount of energy. We all know that, yeah. and it's like, is it a good investment to throw that money into my bore and basically not have all your energy there? Like, if I'm doing 11 credit hours, working part time at my dad's company, doing a podcast about real estate, and then trying to sell it, how am I even a break even on the mind? What is your comment to that? Is it possible? Is it worth it? What do you think? Now I'm just asking stuff for myself. I, I, at this no, point. no, no. I, I would definitely <laughs> say that you don't. I wouldn't jump in unless you're going to be committed. I mean, exactly. It's, it's because not, I, it's not cheap, and it was like it's not cheap, and I, at times not cheap. We know that. Yeah, yeah. And I actually didn't know that you had to pay for these my boys <laughs> until I got my license, and my broker was like, "Yeah." And you know you got to pay like, uh, let's not talk numbers, but yeah. you know you got to pay some money to even start, right? Yeah. What? Yeah, I didn't know. Do you that, have to so. do like desk fee and all that stuff for your broker? Or? No, I didn't do okay. any of that kind of stuff. That's because yeah. there are brokers that do that stuff, man. That's uh that's crazy. Wow. And you still managed to pump through. That blows me away. Okay. So there's that. There's the residential side, right? Yep. How in the heck do you just bounce from selling? Well, remember, let's go back. Residential is a single family home. Or 90% of uh, that could be a statistic that could not be true. I have no idea. Most people live in a residential home or a house you see in a neighborhood. Now, Dan elevated to a multifamily market, which is commercial buildings or buildings that are multiple more or less homes all connected like a duplex which is two homes yeah. how did you do that and so for the most part and, right and, now, yet, and i want to ask again for myself i'm so selfish what are the barriers of entry for the commercial game because I've, I've heard so many different spiels like oh dude you got to do three years of residential even talk about it you got to do this that like give me the briefing of how that even because you're again he's 22 the same age as me go ahead um I, mean, I think just really... It, how long did you do residential for? Two years. Yeah. Two years, okay. Yep. And that's... I, how like how many deals were you doing in those two years? How many deals did you convert house-wise? So, I honestly don't even know the number, but I know that for like my first six months, yeah. I didn't have a single paycheck. I and that's another anything. point I faded off is if you do become an agent, tell yourself, I've told myself in my affirmations, six to 12 months, I'm not making any money. That, go ahead, though. Uh, yeah, it's true. Six to 12 months. Yeah. And if, if you're serious about it, you're able to take that. If not, then it's not for you. Six to 12 months, you're not going to make any money. And I will say that that's one like blessing where I did get started early, where yes. I was in college. I yes. didn't have any bills. Yes. I lived in the dorm. Exactly. So I didn't, that's beautiful. You know what yeah. I mean? I got to pay for some pizza. and You were good on your situation. That's yeah, for sure. Exactly. What a great, so I, I great way to, to start. And work, you know, six hours. So, but you were labor. still doing school. You were still doing the labor yep. job and then doing the real estate. Yep. Managing to do the my bore stuff, all that. Yeah. yeah. That's nuts in itself. Yeah. So we'll talk about time. So my yeah, how are you doing that? My second client, I kid you not, he decided that he's out in California. Decided yeah. he's going to go to Hawaii on vacation. Okay, and he's <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to be in the mountains. We have a house under contract. So I have okay. this other agent that's reaching out to me. I need this signed. You know, here's all the that inspection, jazz. all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And my, my client, he says, I'm I, I'm not going to be back until eight o'clock. I'm in the mountains. I don't have any service. Yeah, that's six hours back. Okay, okay. And so I'm, I got an 80 on the next day, and my clients. Oh, you had a class at 8 a.m.? And my client's not calling me till 2 a.m. <laughs> so I'm like pretty much trying to find like oh an gosh. hour or two in the middle of the day to take a little cat nap. And That's get back. crazy, yeah. man. 
Yeah. What so. were you doing for like? Were you having any fun or anything? Like, dude. Were yeah, you, I definitely still, still had fun too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. For sure. You do anything like crazy to blockchain your time? Like, give us some facts. Yeah, this is crazy. I think time management was definitely the thing. I you run a calendar. What do you most. got? You got anything or? No, I'm I'm unorganized. I'll say that. I'll, <laughs> I'll completely admit it. Now I'm getting it together. Now, like now that I'm dude, not the fact that you got to this point being unorganized blows me. Keep going. That's yeah, crazy, so, man. And just. I mean, really, just kind of—I don't want to say fake it till you make it, but it's just no. It's you know, when you say that, being, being, yeah, being confident, being being confident, and then knowing that there's smarter people than you. Don't always don't, don't know get that. into it as a young kid and act like you. I know everything. I'm the smartest. Real no, dude. Just be honest, yeah. trustworthy, always. Yeah, and so just be honest and just. I guess just use your connections you have. Don't be afraid to ask people questions. Yes, people, yes. People, people enjoy well, that. Yeah, they like like seeing the young hustler, 22, out doing these things. Yeah, and that, when you're. You know, and when there's some college, big body that some who who's really old, say 54, I shouldn't call any of people of those ages old, but someone older than us, they see that and they see that same person in, in us. They're like, dude, that was me at 22. And they want, I've seen that myself with different people that I have been able to mentor, blah, blah, blah. But okay, one more question. We'll, we'll go from residential commercial. What is your, do you like buyers or sellers? Do you do both? Um, so obviously listing a property is going to be easier just because once that's you, what I've heard. Yeah. yeah I've once heard. you get that listing, you know, you're just putting on the You have market. a lot more leverage. Is that something? Yeah. Or your yeah, yeah. You definitely have more leverage because you control more of the deal because you're working with your seller. Exactly. Yep. But you're just listed. Like if you're a buyer, I mean, you could go out and you could show 20 homes. They might not ever want to make an That's offer. what I was saying. I felt like buyer, when you deal with buyers, your time gets expended easier. Yeah. You're having to drive around. You're having to look at all these different properties where it's a seller. You get that list, bang. Now yeah. you're just doing the negotiations more. Yeah, exactly. And so I started out in that, and it, it was great. And yeah. then I just kind of decided, you know, commercial was... What made you do commercial? Like, what led you to that? Oh, dude, I'm going to start selling apartment complexes now. Like, what? how did that thought just rain in your um, head? I'd probably just say I, I, I always knew I wanted to do it because I was going to buy you know, some single-family houses, and I was like, you know what? It just it makes a lot more sense. Let me dial go, down on my business. Let's, let's scale it up and let's do multifamily. Smart. So I started researching multifamily, you know, reading books, podcasts. Really? Everything. So that was your first step as you started reading about it? And I ended up just talking to a commercial broker one day. And, you know, she's amazing. She's huge here in Indianapolis. Yeah. And she, you know, we're talking about it. And she's like, well, we're actually looking to start a multifamily division here in Indianapolis. Because they, wow. ha- they have multifamily wow. across the country, you know, in yeah. Chicago, L.A. and all these other places. They yep. don't have a multifamily team here. So. Really? So what were you searching, like, were you just searching up uh, commercial broker, like, on YouTube? Again, this is for my own sake. Commercial brokers on, like, YouTube, like, watching their day-to-day, or what kind of videos were you watching? Yeah, yeah, I'm a lot of, a lot of Grant Cardone. Really? Uh, yeah, Having yeah. him talk about commercial property? Yeah, and just honestly, I think just as... What books did you read? <sighs> if I'm going to be honest, it's pretty much all audible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah of course, so, audio books. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, do, you, so, uh, do you know any names off the top of your head? Not to put you on the spot if you don't, I'll no, just ask you um, afterwards. I think I, I will say one of the better books that I started off in was the like the beginner's guide for like investing in real estate. Yeah. Like, the, the bigger pockets. Like, what about cool. any commercial, though? Do you have any books of commercial real estate you can think of? If you're not, we can keep moving. Yeah, no, honestly, <laughs> you're good. Not off the top of my head. Because I was just going to take that and write it down for my own notes again. Um, okay, so commercial. So we've talked about residential. We've done all that, blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about commercial. So you've joined this team. How long have you been doing commercial for? So I started, what, two, two and a half months ago in the commercial game? Oh, gosh, he's fresh. And, yeah, and I honestly, I, I really got tossed into it. So I'm working with a gentleman out of Chicago. <laughs> what, a, what a problem. And he's got, uh, he's got a lot. He, well, it, oh, it could, be, oh no, it could be. Oh, it could be. I don't know. I was yeah, being yeah. sarcastic. And so a gentleman out of Chicago, and he's got a lot of clients that are 
wanting to get out of Chicago. They're yeah. selling their stuff and they want to buy down here in Indianapolis. Gotcha. Taxes is most of all. Gotcha. And so, you know, we, we met for like the first time and then he kind of explained, you know, the first two clients that I'd be working with. Yep. And then like a week later, he's like, hey, he wants to go see it. Like, I can't make it down there. You're just, you're just going to have to You had to go to Chicago? No, I had to go up. It was up in Muncie. Okay, gotcha. And so I had to go up there and same thing, just kind of try to fake talk, it so you make it. and talk, just be, yeah, Use your confidence just, to your yeah, advantage. Exactly. And, and, I, and I'm honest. Like, I'm not going to try to and that's BS. Always, yeah, always be try, honest. Yeah, I'm not going to try to BS you and act like I know everything. No, but also, gosh, hey, Because no. people, here. someone who's doing something like real, they'll notice. They'll smell that. Oh, yeah. They know they'll be like, like oh, that. I can exactly. tell this is some jokes you're trying to sell me on some. So, okay. So my next question will be, We'll put it over here on the side. I want to talk about the first deal on commercial, but let's dial back for my sake, other people's sake. What say when you talk to that lady for the commercial brokerage, were there any barriers of entry? Like, did they say you need a required amount of time selling residential? Did they say like, was there anything that didn't allow you to elevate? Cause all you've said is basically you watch videos, podcasts, and then you just talk to this lady. Was there anything else in the way to get to that next level of commercial? I'd property? say the biggest thing that's, allow me to do what I'm doing is having a good mentor. Really? I've got, so know. there's a having a good mentor. Mentors are everything. Every, I always say this, and if you're trying to get a job, if you're trying to get into a better school, if you're trying to do anything, like get on a sports team, I don't know. In my opinion, it's all about who you know. Always, always. If you're trying to sell something, I don't care what it is. Who you know is how you get where you need to be. Um, okay, so you did that. Got the commercial brokerage. So another question I wanted to ask is, how did you, where am I going with this? How did you like come into it and basically, I lost my train of thought. Let's go back to the other question we we're on. Oh, there's my first mistake of the podcast right there. Lost it. Let's go back to your first deal in commercial brokerage. Okay. So yeah, we'll just. Uh, Steak number one, baby. Love it. Keep going. Sorry. No, no. So. Uh, Love it. This, so we obviously <laughs> I went up and toured that one up in Muncie. Yeah. Uh, it went, it went decent. I didn't do yeah. horrible. Didn't do great. And, you know, same thing happened a week later. We found a deal up in, uh, what was it, Fort Wayne. Gotcha. And, I mean, this, I think this is probably the craziest story. You won't even believe me when I Go tell for you. it. So we're walking through, you know, touring with the client. What kind of property is it? So this is a two, 200-plus unit apartment complex. Oh, my gosh. He's selling little little baby homes now. He's selling 200-plus. Keep going. And so, you know, we're, the manager's walking us through these units. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. I mean, it's... Oh, like nah. Like, oh, it's... Like, mess. I mean, it smells yeah. like pee. Okay, it's, gotcha. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. And that's something you'll get accustomed to is you get in the real estate game. It's... But that's where the best deals are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's Always. Money's that's made. opportunity. Oh, that pee smell. Oh, that mold. Mm, I smell money. I've heard that. Yeah. So it gets better. So... <laughs> okay. We go into one unit and, yeah. I mean, there's like... It looks like somebody's been partying there. So like there's... I mean, the cabinets are ripped off. Oh, my gosh. Beer bottles everywhere. Like, did you walk through... How many units six, did you walk through? Uh, I think we walked through like 60 units maybe. Of the 200? Yeah. Okay. Wow. And so... And we're going to the first bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> and I just hear the property manager go, hey, is it squatter? He's living in one oh, of the yeah. bedrooms. Terminology squatter is basically a person who's homeless living in a house that's vacant or, as he mentioned, an apartment complex. Not a fun thing for any real estate investors or agents. They're, no. they're never fun. No, to, no. It was definitely scary. Uh, so what, what was he? Did you meet the squatter? Did you? So. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> so. The, he locks the door, like locks himself in there. Oh my gosh! And this this 
the guy that's you have the property manager with you yeah property okay. managers with us yeah, yeah. and this dude i mean he's an old guy he's got like a back brace on over his shirt the like, property manager dude, super super nice guy the yeah. funniest like well, super, shoot he's dealing with 200 properties dude, he's, yeah he's he was an awesome dude gosh yeah and so you just hear him say and he goes, mistake number two hey mother and he starts kicking down this door this property manager got, this guy's got a back brace on he starts punting this door in <laughs> and you see him get through it, and this dude's just like sitting there in the corner like tweaked out on something oh yeah and so oh, man. he kicks down the door, and the door, like, broke. He yeah. grabs, like, one of those giant, like, chest freezers that was in there for whatever reason. Wow. And, like, puts the door back up and, like, locks this dude in there. The squatter. Yeah, locks oh the squatter gosh. in there. Oh, my gosh. What an experience. Calls, calls the police. Police come, you know, 10, 15 minutes later. You know, me and my client are just laughing about it. You know, having a good time. <laughs> Did and, you have – it was just you and your client at this point? You didn't have that one lady with you, your mentor? No, no, no. Wow. Yeah. Wow, man. Okay, I actually remembered my question that I forgot. So when I wanted to, and we're actually getting close here, um, when, what were the differences that you noticed from jumping from residential to commercial? Obviously, from what I know is the deals take longer, right? Yeah. You're dealing with a lot bigger, what does it say, money-wise, a lot more higher up um, how much the properties cost. Is there anything else that you can add to that? That's the big difference that you noticed from the residential game to the commercial game. It's much much harder evaluating a commercial property because there's so. When many you factors. say evaluating, you're, what does that mean? So maybe your single family house is only going to be based off of the comps. What's your neighbor next? Door when you say comps, what does that mean? So sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 you're good. And so it's it's houses that have been sold in the area recently. Okay, so you're basing be, that the house yeah. you're looking at to the the market around it. Yeah, so you exactly. can get a price, see what the okay, yeah. I got you. And so you still obviously do that in commercial, but it's also about Knowing your numbers, you got to take you know your NOI. You What's that? Out What's an NOI? Oh, net, uh, yeah, net, net operating income. Net operating so, income. So there's just so many different factors, honestly. How did you figure all that out? Experience or on the job training or um, or have you probably haven't even? You're only two months in. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, just, it's well, you, you got to learn it quick. I mean, if clients really? can ask you questions, you can't sit there. Did you like you know, when a client asked you something you didn't know? It. Did you say text your brokerage and like figure that out or what? No, I I, I would be honest. I'm like, hey, I'm. A, I'm new. Yeah. I'm the boots on the ground. You yeah. Know, you call me at 12 o'clock at night. I'm going to answer. Of course. Communication is key in real estate also as an agent. And, so, and I would just be like, my broker, yeah. you, you call him with advanced questions. And I say, you know, of course. he's a young hustler. Honesty. He's, yes. You know, he's the wise man or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> That's nuts, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're about caught up. Uh, Dan, I obviously have some notes here. Uh, give any handles, any type of stuff, any type of marketing that could we could produce some content from this for your sake, if you have anything. Yeah, um, yeah, just follow me on Whatever Instagram, social you're on. Dan yeah. underscore root You got a website? Um, yeah, so actually, talk about websites, I just bought a domain last week. Like, I don't know how I got it first. So you don't have a website? No, I do have a website. It's through, oh, it's through my company, Lean Associates. Nice. But uh, I actually bought the domain name, Indianapolis Multifamily. You told me that. Is yeah. that what you're going to name your website? No, so once you type in Indianapolis Multifamily, it'll just link back to my company's website. It'll okay. be my actual page. Gotcha. Yep. So if you yeah, so that's the domain in yep. Indianapolis Multifamily. Dot com. It's yep. not danroot.com or anything. Nope, okay. Nope. And then what were your social handles? You said to just Dan. Yeah, Dan underscore root forty five. Uh that's, Twitter. What's that? I Snap. Know. Snap is a D A N N P. Okay. And then that was the insta that you just said. The yes, sir, yes, sir. Okay. Is that you good? Yeah. Good, man. Okay. Yeah. Let me get into my spiel. Um so yeah, so I wanted to end it off. Uh Wyatt Felling and I, we are actually partnering. We are we want to do something good in the community. We, uh, we obviously are downtown, and we've noticed 
we, we've definitely noticed a decline in business due to COVID, due to all these other circumstances. And we, we came up with a thing where each podcast, as well as a monthly free subscription, if you didn't know, um, we'll have a little thing that it cues to, but Wyatt has a TV that runs ads on Market Street in downtown Indy, right in the circle. It offers over 10,000 in foot traffic day to day. It is on a 24-7 loop. So what I love about the ad is it's not like, say we have a bench ad. It basically gives your visual of your ad, right? You can put your phone number, whatever the logo. But then on top of that, we can get your voiceover so they can hear your voice as well as hear your phone number, the website, any other type of marketing ploys. But on top of that, Wyatt's stuff, man, he's got a company here in this building, uh, Same Day Weddings, that has actually, in the last three months, had 12 paying customers. And another beauty of it is, say you do have a billboard or a bench ad, you can't track those leads. What we can do with this TV ad is Wyatt and I, 99% of the time, are here at this building. Someone comes in the door, we talk to them, we converse with them, we get their info, we convert it to you. That's how you make money off of paying for this. But in the beginning, it's free. First month's free. We just want you to hopefully generate more revenue and pick up some of the losses. Hey, let me grab a spot. Let me grab a spot on that billboard. There we go. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Um, And then the other thing we offer is each one of my podcasts, I actually, I post this on every platform, Snapchat, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, gosh, Facebook, YouTube. And then I also am on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, all under my own brand. But I just want to give, you know, I'll give you a segment. Not only do I, we offer the TV ad, I'll give you a segment on the podcast as I'm about to do it right after this. The first sponsorship for the Sam Fouch Show is actually my father's company. It's uh, been around for 25 years. It's called Auto Appeal. It's on West Washington Street. The, address, the actual address is 5437 West Washington Street. It's a window tinting company. They offer remote starters. I would say any type of aftermarket product, but right now with the coronavirus, we're kind of struggling with radios and speakers and all that jazz, but uh, mainly window tint remote starts. Um, the website is autoappeal.com, and that's a wrap. Sam Fouch Show, thanks. Thank you, Dan, for your time. Hey, thanks for having me. No problem.